0: and welcome back to the systems and workflow magic podcast. I am your workflow and systems loving host, Dolly DeLong. And I have something big to share with you today. Well, actually, I have two things to share. The first thing is this. So as of today, I am starting a new mini series called how to automate the back end of your offers and opt-ins. Because I know there are just so many diverse and moving parts of the back end of getting all the puzzle pieces together in place. And the series idea came to me for multiple reasons. One of them is, obviously, I love systems, it's no secret, but I also know it's no secret that many creative small business owners dread the puzzle pieces of putting together a sequence of events on the back end of their opt-ins or offers. And you know, as a creative business owner, you may not be able to hire out an integrator or even a VA yet to help you out with these essential puzzle pieces. So why not have a little guidance and fun with your fellow systems BFF? And in the next several weeks, we are going to tackle this topic. And of course, I'll sprinkle in a lot of fun resources for you to dig into. And the second thing I want to share with you today is to kick off this series, I wanted to go big or go home, okay? So I invited my friend Ashlyn Carter, who is a conversion copywriter for creatives on the show today, to chat about a puzzle piece you should consider if you are wanting to have a high conversion rate when it comes to putting together the back end of your opt-ins, And this topic is about how to have a highly converting landing page that advertises said lead magnet, said service or challenge, whatever. And before I get into the nitty gritty details of landing pages, and I promise Ashlyn's here, I'm not just like making this up. I wanted to give a warm welcome to her, and I'm going to share her official bio with you all right now. So, as an entrepreneur, international speaker, mentor, and marketer, Ashlyn Carter is the premier expert for copywriting for creative entrepreneurs. She's the founder and CEO at Ashlyn Writes, which is a copywriting business and marketing curriculum source for creatives. She has helped so many one-on-one clients, over 5,000 students, and seven figures in revenue later, she's pinpointed what it is that helps lock in a half a million dollar launches for digital marketing campaigns. She has worked with amazing brands like Delta Airlines, Synovus Banks, Ford Fry Restaurants, and has supported a lot of different creative entrepreneurs, including Jenna Kocher, Amy Porterfield, Julie Solomon, and so much more. She's been honored as 30 Under 30 in the Alpha Delta Pi International Organization as well. And she's a contributing educator with Creative Live, Convert Kit, and Honeybook, and has been featured in Forbes, Southern Living, Style Me Pretty, and so much more. And Ashlyn lives outside of Atlanta and convinces her husband, baby, and toddler to go with her to grab tacos weekly. So, Ashlyn, welcome to the show. Do you mind sharing the unofficial VH1 behind the scenes bio of you first? Oh my gosh. I love it, dolly. Well, thank you so much for having me. And that is a
1: long bio. I forget like how long it is written out with this accent. I'm clearly in Atlanta, right outside the city. And I love what I do. I work from home. I have two kids. I always want to preface that they are in nursery school and my husband is so helpful with the business. He actually helps out more than I think anybody sees. And um, I couldn't do this without Those two things going on
0: as well. Well, it is so good to have you on the show. It's actually an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I don't think I shared this with you, but my son, Blaze, is going to be sad he missed this recording because, again, this is so random, but he likes to wave to you whenever I watch your YouTube channel. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> he thinks you're live and you're talking. Yeah. So he'll come up and say, hi. and <laughs> he's having a full-blown conversation with me. Yeah, so it's really funny. So I'll let him, I mean he likes listening to (laughs) podcast episodes, so I'll let him listen to your voice next week. So I am so excited you're here. And Ashley, you are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to copywriting. You have been at this game for years. And in the world of online businesses, that's decades because everything changes so fast every year. And you have most likely seen and experienced a lot of change and growth in your own copywriting business. So As much as I wish I could just sit here and ask you all the questions, I will spare you and let's hone in on just like one juicy topic that creative business owners need to start off with. And that is how to actually have a highly converting landing page, because I know that that just leads people into, again, as mentioned, your opt-in, your challenge, your service. So how do we get people to actually click over and, commit to either subscribing or learning more about you yeah i
1: love it and i like um that you're kicking off this series because i do think one thing i wrote down when you were talking is it's so important those of us who are in this creative field a lot of us are perfectionists and people pleasers too like start start and build your wings on the way down with automations and stuff as well, and like trying to figure out landing pages and connecting them. You, a lot of what we're going to talk about today is kind of just like you figure it out by doing So I don't want perfectionism to hold anybody back that's listening on this. So the first place, though, that I like to start with, even though I'm a words girl, is let's look at the numbers and let's define our terms. There's different kinds of landing pages. but The thing that's most important to make sure it's high converting is like, do you have the receipts? Can you prove it? And so you have to figure out what is the one goal on that page? are you trying to get an email address? Are you trying to get them to book an application? Are you trying to get them to hop on your discovery call? Are you trying to get them to download something like I need you to be very specific about what that is, because there is out there. And I always ask people, like, please, like DM me or come find me, I'd be more than happy to give you a set of numbers that you need to fall between. But like, if you're just asking for an email address on the page, like you mentioned a challenge, a challenge landing page, for example, I'm going to want that to perform at 40%. So 40% of all the eyeballs that land there need to be saying yes. Whereas on your page where you're selling your photography services, and it's a four figure price tag, we're going to be looking at more like two to 5% of all people that land there are going to be filling out that application and booking with you. So that's the first place that I like to tell people to start because The numbers, we just get so hard on ourselves and we're so quick to say, this is not working or diagnose the problem. When a lot of times for a lot of people, you have a traffic problem, you have a numbers problem and it's not like we need to figure out where the leak is so we can fix it. So that's my first and foremost thought on high converting landing pages. Can I
0: feel it back even more? Please do. Okay. So when you say numbers, well, when a person is listening to this, they might be like, What? Yes. Yeah. As far as numbers go, is there a specific conversion or an equation? Yes. I love that you asked that. So the first thing you want to do, I'm going to just
1: use Show It as an example here because I think majority of the creative industry loves to build on Show It, which is fantastic. However, you need to be really good at Google Analytics, or at least know enough to be dangerous to be able to figure out: Are you hitting these numbers? Otherwise, when we say high converting or if you're shaming yourself and you're like, this is the worst converting thing I've ever made. We don't know unless we look at the numbers. So what you want to look at is the number of unique views that land on that page divided by the number of people that took the action that you wanted them to take. And then, of course, we'll do that like you did in third grade times 100, move that decimal place over and that will give you the average number. Again, that is converting there. So that's how you figure that out. I have a YouTube video where that to me, once I like saw that equation and I wrote it down, it made sense. Most of us are visual. So if that went right over your head, no worries. If you look at the equation, I think it'll lock in your brain like we talk about key performance indicators or KPI in business, like that is a very important one is you need to know, because then that helps you determine, well, if you need 12 clients in a year, that it just helps you work the numbers backwards instead of feeling like marketing is this constant, never ending, exhausting rodeo that you have to play. No, we
0: just need to get strategic i love that so much so you all i will have that youtube video link and i'll also have the equation in the show notes and i will look up any other if you're wondering okay like how to set up google analytics on the back end of show it i know a great video for that too so i will take note of that so that's a really good place to start starting with the numbers looking at your numbers you mentioned 40 percent is a really good number for for a challenge or for and opt like if your freebie download
1: page, like, and a lot of you will perform higher. A lot of you will perform at like 60% because you're the face, you're the brand, like where people love you. I usually see between like 40 and 60%. And remember, like when I'm talking, that page has no escape patches. Like it is a landing page for that Offer your nav bar isn't up at the top where they can jump over to your blog. Like no escape patches. I'm talking like they can do pretty much one thing on that whole page.
0: I love that you mentioned that. Thank you so much for breaking it down even more. So if you guys didn't hear Ashlyn what she said, make sure again don't have any type of navigation bar or an arrow to get to the home page. And that good. Just like one key focus is to focus on the landing yeah. page, the option. Yep. No escape hatches. I love that phrase so much. Okay, what would be a second place to start now that you know, like how you set up your Google Analytics, you have a general idea of unique views are coming to your web page, then what? Okay, let's talk about the words now. That's
1: the fun part for a lot of us, or at least I, I hope it is like an ocean and a teacup when it comes to like the words specifically, but what kind of landing page do you want to talk about?
0: Let's talk about if we have time, let's talk about two yeah. different types love. of pages. Yes. Let's start with the opt-in or a lead Okay. And okay. I would love to follow up with like a specific type of landing page for a challenge, for example. Okay. So yeah, let's start with the lead. Okay.
1: So let's talk about like your freebie landing page your signature freebie. When you make this page, you're probably going to be sending warm traffic, like people that follow you on Instagram, you're posting about it in your stories, saying swipe up kind of thing. Um, But you also may have some pins on Pinterest that are driving to that. So that's cold traffic. So the first thing we need to make sure happens is message matching. So if I am, I always give an example because I feel like it's just happened to me so many times. I'll be sitting on the couch watching Bravo, scrolling on my phone. And you'll see like an ad, you'll get hit with something and you click and after the jump, or maybe you're in your inbox and you click and then after the jump, you land on a new page and you're like, I thought I was looking for XYZ and there's disconnect. That is a major conversion killer. You have got to make sure that however you're advertising, again, let's use Instagram as an example. You're doing your Instagram story and you're talking about it, swipe up to get it or whatever. You can use that same copy on the landing page. um, Use the same hook and message. That is so important because a lot of times a page doesn't convert because it wasn't what people thought it was when they landed there. The next thing is the headline. It's obviously going to be one of the first things they read. I have a lot of thoughts on headlines, but overall, I like headlines that we know that you don't have much space. People don't read all the copy on a page. We know that. We know they're probably gonna read the headline though. So my favorite headlines are ones that go ahead and make a promise or start kind of arguing for that thing. I don't like headlines that say exactly what the thing is unless when it comes to your opt-in, that's part of the promise. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me give an example. So for example, I have a freebie out there. It is a Google Docs website writing template. When you land on that page, the headline, I believe it is outline your web copy with ease. So it's a promise driven headline, right? But then there's a mock up next to it. So you can indeed see it says like Google Docs website writing template. So a lot of times I think, too, you can use your imagery juxtaposed with your copy to keep communicating and selling that message. So you can then afford your headline to be able to say something different, like let your mock up be the thing that speaks for itself. Yeah. Use the headline. Otherwise, other little copy tips, bullet, bullet, bullets game changers. Big problems I see in the creative industry is you're using way too small font and you're using much too pretty colors. Your call to action button does not pop at all. It is beige or blush pink and I need it to pop. It's hard to see, like make it look like a button. Those are things I think I I fix all the time. Um, So I think that gives us enough to keep talking, but what kind of clarification can I give on that?
0: Something that I really like that you bring up is even on landing pages for lead magnets. Just how do you speak to the different personality types because yes. you share a lot in copyright yes. creatives and even your free education on your YouTube channel you speak to remind creatives hey you're not just talking to one yes personality you're talking to I think it's five different personality buying types. Do you mind speaking on that? I love that. Yes.
1: Yeah. You know, Dolly, we start off in copywriting for creatives, like getting really clear on this. So we all have a style that we like to buy. I am like, give me the facts. I
0: don't want a lot of fluff. I just want to know the facts. What do yeah. you by, like to buy? I'm kind of a complicated mess myself. I don't yeah. know because I'm hormonal due to being pregnant. I'm a mix of give me the facts, but also paint a picture for me. Yeah help me visualize and like daydream about. Yes.
1: I love that you said that because most creative entrepreneurs, most people listening to this. Yes. You want to kind of be future paced because you've got a vision. You've got a long game strategy and copy that appeals to you is usually going to help you just like fill in those colors even more. You're going to just start your brain is leaping ahead and you're dreaming and dreaming and your wheels are turning. The thing is, I mean, use me as an example, not everybody likes to buy like that. So one thing that you need to make sure is that you're speaking to all the different types in your landing page copy. Yes, but all of your copy, there are four big keystone types of ways that people like to buy. And I love it when somebody's like, Ashlyn, I never read long copy. I'm like, yeah, no one does. No one reads like I mean, we know, again, like 20% of that copy is read. My husband reads
0: everything. so yeah, Okay.
1: There's the people out there, right? But most of us, websites, emails, we're treating them kind of like a menu. We're looking for where's the piece that jumps out at me? What's in this for me? Like, where's my interest going to get picked? And there's different things that. Peak different parts of our interests. So that's why, yes, on your landing page, but in all of your website copy, you do need to make sure that you've got those proof points that speak to the person that's like, okay, well, I'm a skeptic. I don't believe you until I see this kind of proof. Then you've got the vision casting type argument. You've got this story and the emotion and for the people that want to understand, like, how does this connect to the world? And like, that you've got different things in there for everybody. And so that's so important. I'm glad you brought that up, Dolly.
0: Yeah, I always forget. Well, I don't always forget. It's just a difficult thing for me to comprehend sometimes that Oh, somebody else with a different personality might be reading this because yeah. I Oh, this is so compelling. Like in my mind, why wouldn't somebody want this lead magnet or? Yeah. This so I love going back to copywriting for creatives, you start off copywriting for creatives, reminding a creative center, hey, like, you have to factor in all these different personalities and here's how you can weave that in. So you all, if you're listening up, take notes. Ashlyn just dropped like the biggest golden nugget of wisdom in your laps for free. You're welcome. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> and that's, I'll say too, that's why like copy frameworks, you know, we go into that in copywriting for creatives and um, that's why it's so important to, you do want to approach your copy like a lawyer and have different levers that you're going to pull for different reasons. And so that's why like a framework where pages built out to speak to those different things is so important because I think we just need to swallow the jagged pill sometimes that people are not reading all your website. I mean, we know this about our content, right? Like your mom is probably the only one that's like looking at all your Instagram posts and Instagram stories. And so if we can kind of take that same approach to our our website marketing, or email marketing, I think that could be helpful.
0: I love that. So we've spoken about starting with your numbers, knowing just that unique views divided by action, according to Google Analytics, the KPI that you called it. And then we just went into the importance of copy for your lead magnet. And we started specifically with headlines and just keeping the different personalities in, in view as you are writing out your copy for this lead magnet do you have any other words of wisdom when it comes to copy for your lead magnet after the headline i know you mentioned the visuals like pairing a good visual with the headline which is great i know that has nothing to do with copy but can you just like hit up on that just a little bit?
1: oh yeah cuz i got put in my place on this one time i was working with an artistic director and this was gosh 20 20- 17. So I was only a year and a half into business and we were assessing imagery needs for an upcoming brand photo shoot. And she was like, Ashlyn, the copy is great on these pages. The images that you have next to it have absolutely nothing to do with that message. And I was like, that is the first time, like getting calls on the carpet myself, that you have got to make sure that your image isn't just like it has to be the supporting, not even the supporting actress. like they have to work together. They are both carrying unbelievably important amounts of communications. We know that images are carrying about like, 90 ninety four percent of the message. That's obviously the bulwark. like that is major. but getting them across that finish line, it has to be the copy. So do make sure um, I, I see this on like a lot of home pages not as much about pages, services pages too. That's why those of us who are crafts people and service providers, having imagery of you doing your job or having imagery of the happy client at the end of it, that can be so important to come alongside your messages. Because yeah, just a pretty, and there's so many incredible stock photos out there, but It is good to put on your wish list in business to try to get some images of you in action because
0: that does help communicate so much. Calling all creatives. If you have an amazing opt-in offer and or you have been asked to be a part of a bundle with other creatives, which by the way is oh so awesome. But you feel stuck because you don't know what steps to take to automate, optimize, and streamline the backend of said opt-in offer or bundle offer, then listen up. You don't have to hire an integrator because I have created a step-by-step mini course to guide you through the process of putting together the puzzle pieces you will need in order to lay the groundwork of this back end process. I have created the How to Automate the Backend of Your Opt-Ins and Offers mini-course because as a systems and workflow educator for creatives, I want to help you succeed as a small business owner. And I really want you to feel confident in your systems. After listening to the podcast, don't forget to head on over to the show notes and click on the link for an in-depth look at what this mini course entails. As always, stay magical with those systems, you amazing muggle you. That's so true. I'm going to do a little shout out, a little love to Abby Grace. Oh, yeah. If you guys do not know her, she's an incredible... Branding photographer and she has done a lot of it. Ashley, you're oh my goodness, yes. Amazing. So it's so true. Like you really have to help the prospective client, the lead, start visualizing, okay, well, how can I use this lead magnet? I know it's something for free, but you have to get them thinking, like mm-hmm. envisioning themselves actually using this free resource. And um, one of the places I utilize for my digital downloads is Canva, and that's free. Yep. And I just take a screenshot of the final PDF with the checklist, yep. and I like optimize it in some like pretty Canva template. Yes. That's so good. And I, I like that you mentioned optimization because I think a
1: lot of people don't take into account. Again, we love to show it so much, but a lot of times, page load speed and videos as background and all that stuff can clunk up a page. Again, especially if you're spending money on ads or sending cold traffic there. You need to make sure that page is gets to the point fast on a phone and you need it to load quickly and all that stuff. I think a lot of us forget because we're image driven. I 100% like after I use my copy framework, I get the hook, I get a great message for an opt in page. And then we get all the design pieces in there. The last piece of the puzzle I ever do is like actually trying to figure out, okay, is this sucker going to take like five seconds to load?
0: Or how am I going to figure that out? Because that does impact your conversion rate 100%. I love that. Okay, so we talked about visuals. I like digging into like what we've already spoken about. But you mentioned bullet points. Can you share with the listener of The headline is there. Okay, well, what do you mean by bullet points? I I just write out like two or three paragraphs. Love it.
1: Okay, bullet points are your secret weapon. Put it in your back pocket. You can use them all the time. Uh, Anytime you have a paragraph that's looking a little clunky, consider bullet points. Um, We can talk about like fancy grammar words like parallelism. But I think the biggest mindset shift first is thinking like you can look at one of your paragraphs on your website and think like, how could this be pulled into bullets? Like that, you know, again, we talk about it in CFC, but the way that people read online, they're only reading a little bit of the paragraph, like first line, first line and a half before they're jumping. So I always tell people, you can have that paragraph there. I just need you to be completely 100% okay with the fact that they're not going to read that whole thing. So sometimes you die to your darlings and you're like, but visually it looks like Vogue magazine and I want it to look like that. Okay, like I get it. Sometimes we do want that look, but it depends on what the message is. And so if, if the message is paramount or it's really important to helping them understand, consider pulling that into bullets. So you're, you know, giving, I would say like three at a minimum of little snippets and you're breaking that sentence up. One thing that I correct a lot in student work is make sure then that you're starting. Let me see how I can say this simply. You're starting the bullets the same way. So I guess like if you're using a verb each time, use a verb each time. If you you know don't switch back and forth, I guess. Oh, that's awesome. Can you give an example of that? Yes, I would not say so. I can help you with bullet number one, writing your web copy. Number two, ad copy. Number three, see how I jumped from a a verb to a noun? Um, You want to make sure coming up with drafting your ad copy, something like that. So keep whatever kind of word you use to start the first bullet, use that same form and type of word for the rest of the bullets. I think bulleted lists, I'm not talking about like an offer stack where you're listing out everything that you do and your photography service, your VA service. But when you're using them to like show benefits, et cetera, I think three to seven is a good number. Again, if we take what we know about eye tracking to be true, they're probably reading the first couple of bullets and they'll probably hit on the last one. So I usually, when I have a list, I put my first two bullets are always my strongest two. My third strongest, I actually put last and then I fill in the rest of them if I have some others.
0: I love that. I've been taking notes this whole time. If you're like, what is she doing? I'm not like a TV a girl show. I after my own heart. I'm constant note taker. So I, again, these will all be in the show notes to so those of you who are listening. But I love, I've never thought of that, putting two of your stronger points. And then if you have three strong points, leaving the last one for the last point, that, oh, that's great. Put that in. Okay. We've been talking about lead magnets, just how to convert a viewer, a subscriber. And you gave some really good points like headlines, having good visuals, making sure you're speaking to different personalities. Yeah, they're not buying anything, but they are subscribing. They're exchanging something valuable, yeah. which is their Bingo. I love how you said that. Yes. Address. And then, of course, having the bullet points broken up. So let's, I, I guess, merge into okay, like I know how to use landing pages for lead magnets, but what if I don't have a lead magnet? What if my lead magnet is a challenge? Or what if I want to do a three-day challenge? Can you speak on how the landing page would differ? When it comes to the length of a landing page, my answer is always going to be
1: tested. But I think for something where there might be more questions involved, Like a challenger, you're doing a free workshop. I remember after my first year in business, I did like a free workshop where I said like the first things I learned in business. So a masterclass, you're doing something like that. My opinion is the amount of time in exchange is how long the page should be. So like you said, they are giving them something of value when they're just giving you their email address and you're getting like a PDF in return. If I'm giving my email address and possibly an hour of my time because I'm joining you on your first year in business workshop or if I'm giving five days of my time for a challenge, like they're going to get sequentially bigger with the amount of time you're asking them to spend. Because basically you're not just trying to sell them on their email address, but you're trying to sell them on actually showing up and attending that thing. So. If then if you need to have more copy there to argue why they should even show up. So you're going to have to be selling that as well. So for a challenge page, a webinar page, they're going to be longer because you're trying to help them understand, well, why is it worth their 60 minutes in their very busy day? Why is it worth figuring out childcare Whatever it is going to have to take to make that happen. So you've got to sell them on
0: that as well. That's great. Okay, so I know I'm going to like merge into, I know you have a challenge coming up. Yes. Do you mind sharing what the challenge is and just like how you created your landing page? Oh my gosh, I love it. Okay. I was sharing with Ashton earlier, I joined and I was actually reading the majority of it and I'm like, wow, I love the theme. I love the challenge. And so I wanted you to kind of dissect it for the listeners. Okay. So this is fun to talk about because this is a little like kind of off the record
1: practicum style stuff. Because we've been, I mean, trying this. I haven't done a challenge since we've had clients do them, but I haven't done one since 2017. But I was like, you know what? We've launched CFC a lot. Let's like play around with it this time. So first I'll tell you something interesting. So we are going to try to split test. If you go to it's homepage homecoming.com you'll see, I would say like a medium form often landing page. Because remember, like I just said, I'm trying to sell the idea to you that you got to show up to get results. And this is what each day is going to include. But you'll scroll down to about midway and you'll see like a navy colored canvas that says it has different type styles. And it talks about it says like this week is designed to help you let me see if I can remember verbatim Strike gold on the right thing to say something like that. What I want you to know is feedback that I got from mastermind and coaches and other people. We were like, what if we split test and we send half traffic to that long form page and then half traffic to a shorter form page where we pull that Navy canvas up to the top? Let's just see. So that's something that's kind of fun to do, too, when you get pages rolling and. And up there, that's again, that's a little bit harder to do with show it for landing pages. But if you're in a tool like FG Funnels or Click Funnels or Lead Pages, they give you that option. ConvertKit gives you that option on some pages as well. Um, but that can be so fun to play with. One thing I will say, too, when it comes to your split testing traffic, only change one variable at a time. I think I see a lot of creatives like like you don't want to split test a completely different headline and all new imagery and all new hook versus another page. Cause we won't be able to put our finger on what did make the difference. Uh, Whereas if you're just like changing up the length of the page or changing up the imagery, or what if you want to play with the button color, Um, whatever it is, you can start to figure that out. So that can be fun. But yeah, so those are some pages that we're split testing right now. If you go to that link, you'll be able to see it. It was fun to write copy for. This goes to anybody too, that if you've offered something over and over right now, I have a lot of peers that are in and out of launches and being a creative right now is like, it's hard. Great time. Yeah. There's a lot of new businesses. There's a lot of internet noise. Algorithms have all changed. iOS updates have all changed. So I think really being able to pinpoint what a hook and a message is and get that really strong and narrowed down is so important because that's, our brains are operating and looking for like, where's the difference in the market? Where's the blip on the radar? Where's the conflict in a good way? Like, I mean, just like a differentiating point. Yeah. You've got to be able to figure out what those are. So you can start to drive traffic there. But yeah, I feel like I have seen a lot of us are pushing for that right now. And it's, it's a tough market. So I just want to encourage people out there who are yeah, getting into it or launching new
0: things right now. Like it's it is a game based time for sure. Yeah, I do want to like encourage other listeners like if you are brand new at your creative business, online business, whatever or if you're seasoned, wherever you are, I want to remind you Ashlyn has been at this especially with copywriting for creatives this is her 11th time launching yes and so she has tested retested and yes. um, like so many different types of launches and has collected data I'm sure she like yes. I've learned so much about data collection from you but you have reminded me this all the time that it's a long game like you just have yes. to test and see what works and sometimes It's more than just data collection after 90 days. You'll know exactly what to do. Sometimes it's, you'll know one variable after, maybe after a year of doing this this business. And so I wanted to encourage the listeners, like, if you're in this business for the long haul, then just be patient with yourself as you gather this data. It's hard. It's hard for me, too. I'm speaking to myself. It is hard to compare yourself with others. And we live in such a fast pace. Like, I mean, things answers now. Be patient with yourself. Yes, exactly what you're saying. Like, the reason
1: that we did a challenge this time is because I guess it's a tough launch market. It's a tough market. So we're like, okay, let's try something else. This could fall flat on our face. We don't know it. This is different. So I don't know about you, Dolly, but sometimes I look up and I'm like, whoa, a year passed, like another business year passed. And that does happen. I feel like I must feel like that at least once a month. I'm like, how did it already? You know, and so play the long because a lot of figuring out the best message or like the best hook The only way you figure that out is by putting stuff out there that doesn't work. And then over time, you do figure out the thing that does work. So these launches, these messages, these landing pages, these ad campaigns that you're seeing out there, like very rarely is it a one and done, like flash in the pan. We hit the right message day one right out of the gate. That's not typically the case at all.
0: That's so true. Remember that and be encouraged by that. And I just wanted to say to you, Ashlyn, my personality, I love challenges. Because I like to get a win every single day of the challenge. I like to know that I can get from point A to point B and then day two, point B to point C. Thank you. I'm so excited too. I think
1: why not try something new? And we themed it a little bit cheeky theme. Like, why not? You know, so I think I like to report learnings from all these things. So I'm sure I'll do like a tear down after, but we'll see. It, it is kind of fun to shake things up a little bit. So hopefully users enjoy as well.
0: Do you mind sharing a little bit of the challenge with everyone? Okay. So
1: the theme we went with is like homepage homecoming. One thing I've wanted to do in my business is have more like regular reoccurring annual things. We had a Christmas cocktail party last year yeah. with our membership and it was so fun. And I was like, I love back to school, I love school supplies, like all that kind of stuff. So taking that idea, I was like, well, let's do a homepage homecoming theme. And so Abby and I, we've done so many shoots together. We were like, you know what? let's go. I love working at this little hotel outside of New Haven, Connecticut, which is right next to Yale. She was like, let's shoot on campus. And so we did that. It was so fun. to just like, this is the 11th time. So it's like, for those of you, when you're launching a service, my goodness, you're communicating about that all the time. So yeah, maybe this can be just a reminder to don't be afraid to like be creative with it and shake it up and just try something new with it. So Offers get tired, offers get fatigued very quickly these days. And you've got to implement some of these things to help people's attention stay in.
0: Love that. So it's going to be a homepage homecoming. And how many days is it? Five days. We're
1: going to start on Monday, October the 3rd and go through the end of the week. So I cannot wait. Again, like I told you before we started, I'm like a little nervous because it's
0: something new, but um, I think it'll be really fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. And for those of you who are listening, I have put the link for the challenge in the show notes. So please sign up for it because again, this is a free challenge from Ashlyn who's going to be uh, delivering like valuable content every day for five days. So you guys are in for a treat and I'll be in the challenge too. So we'll be all in it together trying to figure out the challenge ropes and it'll be fun. Listen up on one more point about the landing page of the challenge. Is there something else that you added to this specific? Mm, That's good. That's good. Let me scroll through in my
1: head. So you'll see the headline, you'll see the hook, you'll see we have found, at least for my audience, that opt in pages that have the fields there do convert higher than if they have to click a button in the opt in, like box pop-up. So that's interesting. I'm working through implementing that on other pages because we did learn that in some split tests. Um, you'll keep scrolling. You'll see some agitation copy. We also gave uh, one slide that has the three takeaways from it. We did a canvas that breaks down what happens each day inside in the specific day-by-day takeaways. Um, we did a credibility slider, which I think like that's pretty you know, even on our services pages, a lot of us include things like that. Um, Social proof passes for sure. Uh, And then there's a Hail Mary down at the bottom, like kind of a last time. I actually did include, this is a last minute edition. I thought, I think I should have a slide in there that says like, why is this even free? You've heard me say it before, but I always, find it so helpful in your copy if you address the elephant in the room. If there's anything that your reader may be wondering when they read their copy, whether this is too good to be true, where's the catch? Or it's they're thinking like, isn't X, Y, Z the easier way to do this? Uh, Address it. Always address the thing that you think your audience might be thinking because it makes your argument that
0: much stronger. I love it. And it also helps establish you more as more trusting. I think she's being upfront with us and she's letting us know the elephant the room I was just thinking this I don't know if you did this on purpose but when you said that you shared the itinerary it's kind of like a college itinerary like when you start the first week of classes
1: all of that was like yeah and like the names of every day it was so fun to just like brainstorm and think like okay obviously this is a completely facetious like pie in the sky homecoming experience like my friend, in my mastermind set, she was like, in my homecoming, we have like Cheetos and beer and jeans. I was like, I know, like, I, this is, I'm towing a line here,
0: but why not? The theme is why not? I love it. I love it so much. And I love college and I love homecoming. And yeah, I just probably listen. He's like, yeah, you loved college a little too much. Doll. <laughs> you know? We can all live our Gilmore girls um fall out. Exactly. Exactly. I love that so much. So, okay. Ashlyn, you've shared so much information with us. And of course, everyone who's listening, all the links mentioned will be in the show notes. And I want to remind you all to like really take part in this challenge because you could really transform your homepage in some really creative and transformable ways in for free. So I think that's always fun to like just partake in. And Ashlyn, I wanted to thank you again for being on the show and for sharing so much of your wisdom with my audience. And I know they're going to just fall in love with you. If they're new to Ashlyn Carter, then I'm so excited for them to follow you, which leads me to how can somebody find you, follow you? Where are you at on the interwebs? I feel like your love of um, like systems and workflows, I share
1: that love, but like in a weird writing way. So I always tell people, like if there's something that you can't have figuring out how to write, please reach out. I've probably got a YouTube or a freebie download or something on it at this point after six and a half years. Um, but ashlinwrites.com is my website. We have a template shop there too. But it, like I said, if you can't figure it out, email me first. I probably have a video on it. So
0: I love it. Can you just share a little bit about your YouTube channel as
1: well? Oh, yes. I'm the most reluctant YouTuber ever. I actually, as a copywriter, I wrote a sales page for a YouTube program and then I turned around and I bought it because I sold myself on it. And, and I'm telling you, like, I, I love my copy cave. I love days where I don't have to get dressed. I love being quiet, but I started to realize probably like you with the podcast, like there's a level of you're just able to explain more. And mm-hmm. I wanted to go more in depth than I was able to do in blog posts and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I started a YouTube channel and I, now I love it, but, uh, oof, those first few videos, you can
0: find them. They're rough. I still love them. They're still like very valuable. We're our own worst critics. I'm sure I'm like, don't listen to my first podcast episode because I, who knows what I was talking about, but I love them. And I know a lot of moms who are creatives listen to me in this podcast. Ashley's very clean. Like she, you can have your kids in the background. Like I was sharing with Ashlyn earlier, like Blaze thinks that she is talking to him during the YouTube channel. And it's so funny to me. And so I, I'm like, tell him that this is not what I'm going to let him wave to her. So it's clean. It's fun and very educational as well. So again, thank you so much, Alshan. Absolutely. Thanks, Dahlia. I appreciate it course and everyone I will come to you next week with another puzzle piece of automating the back end of your opt-in challenge or offer and I hope that you all have a magical and streamlined week bye thank you so much for listening to the systems and workflow magic podcast you can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast if you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at Dolly Education over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.